Hey everybody, this is Adam from Casper Dog Training, and this is another episode of the Dog Training Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about specific items regarding dog training and dealing with dogs while you're in quarantine, lockdown, or whatever you want to call it. I'm also here with my lovely little daughter, Emma Riley. Say hello, Emma. Hi. She's here just to hang out and spend some time with me while I talk about this. So, uh, just give me a second and we'll get started. All right, everybody. So I wanted to talk to you guys about um, dog training during this this COVID-19 thing. We're all stuck indoors and having a rough time. Uh, a lot of people are feeling the, the stress and strain of um, being real close on top of each other. Uh, families, some people are, you know, uh, having a rough time. Uh, Emma, are we having a rough time at all? No. No, what are we doing? Having fun. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. And, and some of the fun that we're having is... We're hanging out with our dog. We go on long dog walks, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will, you know, play games. Uh, you and your mother are doing uh, jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We we play lots of games. What was the game we played the other night where you were interviewing me? Um, I think it's like on game something mm. like that. Yeah, it's like an interview game. Yeah. Really good stuff. But it's a good time that we can all spend together, uh, spend time together, and uh, especially spend time with our dogs. Um, we've been taking our dog on lots of long walks through the neighborhood, and we've reconnected with some old dog friends and old dog neighbors, and also uh, met new people, but uh, keeping a safe distance. But I wanted to specifically talk about um, a conversation I had with one of my clients. Now, I mean, Emma, maybe you heard heard me talk to uh, my client about this. The The guy called me. Um, actually, the wife emailed me and said she was having a really rough time, and they have a three-month-old puppy. And the puppy is got lots of energy, is very excitable, starting to nip and bite and jump all over the place, and really wasn't listening. So um, we have only really gone through probably about two formal uh, dog training sessions with this particular dog. Um, beautiful little dog, and I'm not going to give away any specifics of breed or anything like that or where they live, but the dog was doing excellent. What we started working on was some of the usual stuff for, for, uh, for puppies. We were doing uh, potty training. Uh, we were doing crate training. We were doing um, name recognition, which is, of course, stuff that you want to get, get done right away. And we were doing um, initial um, introductions to recall, which was we were using the command touch. So we'd say the dog's name and then touch, and the dog would come over and touch her fingers. And when she would touch her fingers, we would give a treat and praise and reward. But basically that was the the uh, the client's way to get the dog out of trouble or stop their own frustration from the dog chewing on shoes or uh, diving into the, the wastebasket in the, the, the bathroom or chewing on furniture or, or peeing or pooping or something. So basically redirect the dog into something we like. Now, um, the one thing that became very obvious very, very quickly within a couple of emails, and then uh, we actually had a phone call, was during this time, you know, um, both the, the, the husband and the wife, they were very frustrated. They were frustrated with their dog. They were frustrated with each other. And they were saying, you know, the dog doesn't listen and, 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 and the, the dog's um, defying me and all this other stuff. And I have to teach the dog a lesson. And she's not getting it. Well, what I can tell you, all of you is this. In this particular instance, it was a puppy. So it's a, it, it's a three-month-old puppy. We're literally talking about a, a, 
a, a being that's been on this earth only for weeks. I mean, we're saying three months old, like that means something. A three month old baby doesn't mean anything, does it, Emma? No, no it's really, it's really, really very young. And for, for a pup, you know, uh, they learn a lot very quick, but it, it's a, it's a big struggle for, for the dog to, um, really understand what your meanings are and whether you're frustrated or angry, but they do know one thing when they are getting you angry, when they're, when they're getting your focus like that, when they push your buttons, what they're doing is they're getting your attention. And a lot of times they're frustrated. They're, they want to communicate something like, let's say they want to play or they want to go out to the bathroom or, 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 or I don't know, maybe, maybe they're not feeling well or maybe their teeth bother them because they're, they're teething. So they're trying to express that by jumping on you, by biting your clothes, by chewing on a piece of furniture that you just told, told her two seconds ago that you didn't want her to do that. And she goes back at it. Well, guess what? When she's doing that, she's getting her undivided attention. And, you know, in a way, you're, you are being manipulated, but at the same point, the puppy doesn't know any different. The puppy just knows I'm getting attention, and the person that provides me all of my food, all of my love, all of my entertainment, all of my exercise, every bit of recreation and affection is now stop looking at that silly little uh, screen, either, either the TV screen, the phone screen, or the laptop screen, and they're not working, they're paying attention to me and they're paying attention to nothing else. So that's where the dog, you know, really uh, will, will double down on that, on that behavior. So I've listed a couple of key points here on what people should focus on, whether you have a young dog or whether you have an older dog uh, during this time where you're going through dog training and you're not finished yet, or even still, this is good advice for anybody that has their their dog has been through obedience training or has been training with me and and has completed uh six weeks eight weeks or, or whatever you still need to understand some certain things and a lot of times you know what i what i told my client was you know a couple weeks ago you were spending eight to ten hours a day in the office or you know going to work or going to school and then you'd come home and then you'd be around your dog well, you know, then you were with them for a couple hours, you fed them dinner, you played with them, you did some training, you did a couple bathroom walks and breaks, and then you put them in bed, and then you went to sleep, and you got up in the morning, you did it over again, and you went back to the office. Well, now you're spending 24 hours a day with this dog, and it's, it's tough, because the dog doesn't get a break, and neither do you. So the first thing I'm going to tell you guys is this. Number one, you have to be patient, and... I know that's so hard to do when that dog actually just bit your leg or, or bit your finger or, or chomped on something or destroyed your favorite pair of shoes. Really tough to do. But listen, you know, I mean, some of that stuff is avoidable. And let's be honest with ourselves. It's within our control. We can, we can put, the, put the stuff away. We can close the door to a bedroom or something like that. Also, when we are working with our dog, let's be consistent. We'll always be consistent. We ask the dog to do the same thing the same way every time, and the dog understands the rewards behind it. They know they're at least going to hear a good girl or get a pat on the, on, the, on the head or maybe play or get to go outside. Whatever it is, we're doing it consistently. The dog should understand what we're asking for. The next thing is I'm going to say is failure is an option. And I'm going to repeat that for everybody. 
failure is an option. When you ask your dog to do something, they're probably not going to be 100% since they are still learning. I mean, we are in the middle of training after all. Now, I mean, I, I started doing online training, so you can contact me and we can go over a, a video screen, but it's not the same as if I'm in the room. However, you know, most of what training is, is a dog guessing what you're asking for. They do it incorrectly. You don't reward them. Then they do, and you celebrate it like it was the first time you ever uh, hit a home run in Little League or something like that. You really understand what that victory looks like, and so does the dog. So understand, most of the time when you're teaching your dog something new, failure is an option. They're going to mess up. Also, take breaks. I mean, I can't express that enough, too. Work your dog for a couple minutes. Try and get your dog to leave it. Try and get your dog to touch. Have your dog sit, stay, whatever. Do that two or three times. If the dog doesn't get it three in a row, give yourself a break. Stop. Walk away from it. It's more important that the dog associates what you're asking for in a positive way than pressuring them into it. And listen, you're around this dog 24 hours a day. You're going to teach your dog new stuff. And this would be a great time to teach tricks like giving paw, rolling over, spinning, uh, you know, touching your hand maybe by jumping up and giving you like a high five. You can do lots of stuff. But, you know, hey, failure is an option and take some breaks. Also, slow and steady. What I mean by this is don't rush. You don't, there's no reason why you need your dog to sit, down, stay, come, touch. You don't need the dog to be a machine. You just need the dog to get their mental focus on you and you need them to, to enjoy what they're doing. Okay? So that's very important. Also, control your impulses. What I mean by that is, listen, you're not going to be perfect. I'm not in the room with you, or another professional dog trainer is not in the room with you, teaching you how to communicate with your dog effect effectively. So let's go back to one of the first things I said. Be consistent. Do the stuff you're good at. Maybe expand it a little bit more. Contact your dog trainer. I, I mean, I would be more than happy to receive uh, more than one phone call or get an email every night from a client saying, hey, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? I can walk you through it, or we can have one phone call or one video chat, and I can show you. So um, control your impulses to get frustrated. Control your impulses to give up. Because if you give up, you're not going to get anywhere. And during this time is one of the best times for you to do lots of things that normally you don't have time to. Read that book that you always wanted to read. Take that online course you wanted to take. Reconnect with your kids. Do a project. Do things that are going to be enjoyable to you, but make use of this time. Don't just space out. And also... Don't just get lazy with it. I mean, that's one of the impulses that I don't talk about a lot when I'm training dogs. People get lazy. And when we get lazy, we get sloppy. The dog gets sloppy. You get frustrated. You get angry. And then you're like, ugh, my dog forgot. No, you, the dog didn't forget. You forgot how to do it. So that's where I come in to, to be a, a little bit of a reminder. So definitely important, controlling your impulses and stop before you're frustrated. If you start feeling frustrated, and I do this with my dog, and Emma, we, we did this the other day when we were doing a video with, with Allie. She wasn't listening. We were over by the soccer field. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she was distracted, right? Yeah. Okay. By the cars. So, right. Cars. People. Yeah. And, walking. And there was, there was birds and stuff and other people's Squirrels, dogs. Squirrels. Squirrels. Rabbits. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. So what we did was we just basically said, okay, we're quitting. 
not, we're not going to do it right now. There's no reason for me or Emma to get mad at Allie because she wasn't doing what we were asking her to do. And we were rushing. We were trying to get it done really fast. And it was better to stop while we uh, were not frustrated and that the dog still wanted to work. So we could quit while we were ahead. And then finally, what I wanted to say to everybody here about whether you have your three-month-old puppy that's driving him just bonkers or you got an older dog that you're going through training or behavior modification with. Listen, your dog is a child. Mentally, intellectually, cognitively, their brain is basically like a seven-year-old or a four-year-old, and that's all they're ever going to have. They're never going to be any more advanced than that. So... Frequently, people start seeing this with, and, and specifically addressing the clients I, I was referring to in this podcast. Their dog was doing amazingly well. This dog, anything I asked the dog to do, performed it immaculately, really within the first two or three tries. And then once she had it down, she was great at it. And the clients were thrilled. The problem is, is that Outside of those parameters, outside of those commands and those scenarios that I'm, I'm giving them, okay, use use touch now, use use down, use stay, uh, say leave it. These things they're not used to yet, so they started thinking that the dog really was more advanced than than it was, and it's a small breed dog, so this dog it looks fully grown, even though it's only about three months old. So, a lot of times we'll look into a dog's eyes and we'll think, oh, there, you know, I'm talking to an adult being. Yeah, well, you're thinking you're in a, you're dealing with an adult human. The reality is, is you're dealing with a kindergartner forever, and that kindergartner relies on you for everything, and need, needs you to teach it how to do everything it does in its life. It will figure out patterns and and sequences of when food comes and where it goes and where's the water and w when's playtime and what does it mean when I. My owner touches the, the drawer that holds the leash. Wow, I'm going for a, a walk. They figure those things out, just like a four-year-old. But don't ask the four-year-old to go and cook you a, 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 a meal that has 13 uh, different ingredients and a long uh, a recipe that's going to take an hour and a half to do. You can't, you can't do it. Basically, you're thinking in, that, in those terms, you're thinking four-year-old, pour Cheerios into a bowl and put some milk in it and give me a spoon. That's the that that's what you're you're trying to communicate to a, a, a child or to a small young dog. Even a grown-up dog, they're still going to only have the intellectual capacity of a very small child. So, give them a break. Most importantly, guys, give yourself a break. Listen, when this comes when when we're all like able to go out and and socialize and be normal and and social distancing is is a punchline and we talk about this long after this is long forgotten uh we'll all be together and the dog will f will learn all these things and they're not going to forget anything they're not going to go backwards and regress you think they will but they won't and whatever issues a dog has can be corrected by a dog trainer anyway thank you everyone for listening Please stay patient, stay consistent, take your breaks, realize your dog's going to fail, go slow, control your impulses, don't get too frustrated. And remember, this, this dog is basically a little kid.
I'm here with my little kid, Emma. Emma, say goodbye. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you guys have a chance, go to the sponsor section. Uh, hit me up with uh, you know small sponsorship. A dollar a month couldn't wouldn't kill anybody. Um, but I really do appreciate everybody's time, everybody's focus, and uh, please, everybody, stay distant, stay healthy, stay well, stay sane. Take care, guys.